0: Welcome to episode 110 of George's Random Astronomical Object. This podcast series now has the same number of episodes as the number of objects in the Messier catalog. However, I have only featured four Messier objects in this series so far. This means that I probably won't cover the whole of the Messier catalog until about episode 3025. I should compare that to my previous estimates of how long it would take to cover the Messier catalog. Anyway, in every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So I will now run the random number generator. The coordinates from the random number generator for this episode are 12 hours, 18 minutes, 26.5 seconds right ascension, and plus 29 degrees, 48 minutes, 47 seconds declination. These coordinates point to an object called Markarian 766, which is also known as NGC 4253. This is a relatively boring-looking barred spiral galaxy located at a distance of about 200 light-years or 61 megaparsecs from Earth in the direction of Coma Berenices. Or, I should say, it's relatively boring-looking if you look at it in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum. Back in the 1960s, Benjamin Markarian looked at this galaxy in the ultraviolet part of the spectrum and found that it looked abnormally bright, so he added it to his catalog of bright ultraviolet sources. This is why the galaxy is named Markarian 766. However, while this galaxy looks somewhat interesting in ultraviolet images, it's really exciting looking in X-ray images. Data published in 1980 from an X-ray telescope named the Einstein Observatory showed that Markarian 766 was an abnormally bright X-ray source. Subsequent observations showed that the X-ray emission originates from an active galactic nucleus, or AGN. To review... An AGN consists of a supermassive black hole millions or billions of times the mass of the sun and a disk of gas and dust falling into that black hole that is commonly referred to as an accretion disk. Very often, AGN may have jets of gas that appear above one or both of the poles of the black hole, and that originate from gas in the accretion disk that got very hot as it was falling into the black hole, and that expanded away from the disk instead of falling inwards. And magnetic fields not only help to deflect the gas away from the black hole, but also push the gas into really narrow jets. For reference, Mercarium 766 appears to have one jet. And that jet is, to use the technical term, very dinky. Radio observations indicate that the jet is about 42 light-years in size, which might sound like a lot if you don't have much experience with AGN. But given that some AGN have jets that are millions of light-years in size, the jets in Mark Arian 766 seem really small in comparison. Let's get back to the X-rays. The X-ray emission from Arcarion 766 may originate from the really hot gas near the center of the accretion disk, the base of the jets near the black hole, or random clouds of gas just above the gas disk in an area called the corona that gets superheated by all of the photons from everything else in the system. That X-ray emission is also variable. The variations in the X-ray emission are almost certainly related, in one way or another, to variations in the rate at which mass is falling into the black hole. Since this is, in astronomy terms, a relatively nearby galaxy containing a black hole, astronomers have spent a lot of time trying to measure the mass of the black hole. This is in part just to understand the black hole itself as well as to relate the properties of the black hole to the rest of the galaxy. But astronomers also like to do this because it sounds really cool, which makes it easy to get science funding. Anyway, one of the first techniques that was used to measure the mass of the black hole was based on observing the Doppler shifting of the gas-emitting x-rays near the center of the accretion disk surrounding the black hole. The mass estimated from this technique is somewhere between 0.49 million and 45 million times the mass of the Sun. Another technique used what is called reverberation mapping. This is based on some flash of electromagnetic radiation from some source outside the plane of the accretion disk being then reflected by the inner edges of the accretion disk. The delays between the initial flash The reflection on the near side of the accretion disk and the reflection on the far side of the accretion disk allow people to measure the size of the inner gap in the accretion disk and therefore infer how large the black hole is. Surprisingly, this technique has not been applied to Markarian 766 using X-ray emission, but has been instead applied using light from ionized hydrogen gas in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum. That method gives a black hole mass somewhere between 1.7 and 13.6 million times the mass of the Sun. A third technique uses a relation between the frequency of the X ray variability and the slope of the X ray spectrum to estimate the central black hole mass at the center of the AGM. This technique is based on the assumption that these two quantities are directly related to each other in a way that depends on the mass of the black hole and that if this relation is calibrated using an AGN where someone else has already measured the black hole mass very accurately, the relation can then be used to measure the mass of the black hole in another galaxy where the mass of that black hole is unknown. When this technique was applied to Markarian 766, it gave a black hole mass of 1.26 million times the mass of the Sun, give or take a factor of two. As you can tell, All of these techniques don't quite give very precise answers. It's quite apparent that more work is needed to try to better constrain the mass of the black hole in Markarian 766, as well as to understand the other aspects of the X-ray emission from the AGN, so you can expect to read many more scientific journal articles about this galaxy in the future. That is, if you read scientific journal articles. If you don't, Maybe you'll see a press release or something with a nice picture of X-ray emission at some point. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of Markarian 766 in the sky is about 260 kilometers northeast of Midway Atoll in the Pacific Ocean. Aside from being sort of close to Midway, this is kind of a boring part of the Pacific Ocean. If this location had been in a different direction from Midway Atoll, such as to the northwest or southeast, I would probably be talking about the Hawaiian Emperor Seamount chain that formed as a result of the Pacific tectonic plate moving relative to the hotspot that is now located under the Big Island of Hawaii. However, since the location in the Pacific Ocean corresponding to Markarian 766 is not located near the Hawaiian Emperor Seamount chain, I definitely won't try discussing anything related to plate tectonics. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is merged by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, and the sound effects are from the Freesounds project at www.freesounds.org. Thanks for listening.